What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 235. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. This week, we have Hyperspace on out of Atlanta, Georgia. They are a pop-punk band with a new album out called Emulator, and it's uh, available wherever you listen to music. In our conversation, I spoke with Jason, uh, who's a guitar player, and Ryan, who's a drummer. And uh, we kind of discussed all things uh, Atlanta as far as the music scene goes. And, uh, talked a bit about songwriting and uh, some of the stories behind that. Uh, the guys also went on recent uh, run of shows around the southeast. So we talked a little bit about some of those stories. And uh, yeah, I featured their songs Barbara Gordon and The Borg. And you can find their music videos for stuff like that on YouTube, and uh, they're all pretty good. Uh, yeah, but regardless, thanks to the guys for coming on, thanks to you for listening and supporting local music, all that stuff definitely helps out uh, a lot. And uh, if you want to help the show, uh, you can definitely drop a rating or a review or one of those uh, five-star things that uh, definitely helps the reach of this thing. Um, in any case, hopefully yourself are doing well as we move into November. Uh, personal news and notes, I'll be at Jimmy's Acoustic in Baltimore, in Dundalk, in the Dalk, uh, Saturday night. Uh, I'll be playing like 6 to 9, something like that, so if you're in the neighborhood, uh, feel free to stop by. Uh, last few things I normally mention, uh, podcast merch is available on Shopify, on the Shopify link if you're looking for that. Uh, part-time Rockstar Productions is up and running. We're doing music videos around the DMV. And then Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. Uh, Truly Strings is the guitar shop where I take all my gear. But uh, without any further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Hyperspace. So yeah, um, like I was talking with Jason uh, a second ago, my name is Brett, uh, welcome on what I call the, uh, the part-time Rockstar podcast here, um, something I started kind of in the Baltimore, D.C. area, and you guys are down in uh, Atlanta? That's right, Atlanta, yep. yep. Cool, and uh, sounds like you're playing some uh, some pop punk there. Trying to. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> trying to yeah well we all are that's what that's what this thing is for how long have you guys uh been at it um since 2011 so that's what 12 years yeah something yeah, like that <laughs> and you guys all stayed friends no one uh no one stabbed each other in the back yet not yet nope that's oh, pretty good nope uh yeah but I mean, me and jason have survived uh We've been through a couple of bass players, uh, a couple, but not too many, not too yeah. many bandmates. I'd say for since starting in 2011, I think our track record's pretty, pretty freaking good. It's not like you know, social distortion where you go to like the, the wiki page and they'll have like you know, a timeline, 40 members. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It's much better than me. That, that's they're uh, 
their page is much more like mine at this point. <laughs> but um, that's cool. But uh, yeah, um, are you guys uh, playing shows out there? Getting around at all? Yeah, we're actually uh, we're playing tomorrow night. Um, probably won't episode won't be up by then. But uh, yeah, we're playing tomorrow night. Um, I'd say we average six to eight gigs a year. Um, last year around this time, we actually we took like a, a week long tour. So that was like our first um, tour outside of, of the Atlanta area and out of Georgia. That's awesome. So, um, Where did you guys go? We went to Birmingham and we went over to, where was it? Uh, Tennessee. Yeah, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, how's that? We had a great time in Chattanooga. Um, it's a lovely city and the, nice. the, the people there and the thing that we discovered um, along the, the whole tour was just the local scenes in some of the other cities we went to were really thriving. Um, so that was really inspiring for, I think, everybody in the band. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh, a lot of good things about Tennessee and uh, most notably that uh, you certainly don't have to play in Nashville, for sure. We were so, trying, but we weren't getting any cool. bites. So. Yeah, I mean, that's probably pros and cons, right? Um, yeah. I, you're going to play. Ryan grew up in that area, actually, so I thought it was going to be a shoe-in, like we would have some sort of connections or something, but it just no. didn't pan out. Yeah, I mean. Didn't keep in touch with anybody back home, huh? Yeah, yeah. Some of my best childhood memories, uh, I saw, like, the exit in. I think that's the exit in. I don't I don't know if that, that's still there, but, um, yeah, I remember seeing, like, Goldfinger and... That was one of the uh, epitomous moments of my teenage years, jumping on, you know, stage and Darren Pfeiffer, you know, he's playing and he gives me his drumsticks, you know, it's like something out of a dream. But some of my fondest memories of seeing, uh, and I knew at the time that, you know, Na Nashville, the people in Nashville, they really didn't want to be associated with this whole country stigma. That was like when they were really like trying hard to just slowly push themselves away from that and uh yeah yeah and and, and I, i'd say since my early 20s i mean a lot of big bands were starting to you know they they, they got their name there i mean jack white i mean he's i think he's in Nashville. i think he's doing a huge thing there too as well trying to rejuvenate the scene and try to take it to a new direction oh yeah for sure um nashville is certainly not country anymore it's basically just the la i guess the LA East. I don't know. Yeah, I've always heard of Nash Vegas, but yeah, maybe maybe that's similar. That. I don't similar know. vibes, I'm sure. But it seems like every every genre of musician is definitely there now. So that's cool. So yeah, scooting around a little bit. Um, it's kind of what we're trying to do ourselves up our way in uh, in my band, but then mostly just kind of play around town. Cool. And uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, I call my band the Hollow Truths after a, a lyric that I liked from my favorite band. Cool. And you're in Maryland? Uh, awesome. Yep. In Maryland. We had talked about sort of going so, all the way up the coast, but we thought, well, this is kind right. of our first tour. Let's kind of stay in like states that border Georgia. So, you know, we hit like Tennessee, South Carolina, yeah. Alabama, and Florida. That way we could sort of get home quickly if we had to 
Yeah, it really helped out because we yeah. had uh, friends in other states, like in Florida, and we were able to stay there, you know, for free, just kind of chill with them. And it was it was awesome. It, it really, from a financial standpoint, we saved. And then at the same time, we got to see and meet new people. And, and on an off day, we got to kind of like see the sights and just kind of relax. It was a, yeah, so it was really fortunate that, that we had those contacts in those neighboring states. Yeah, it's awesome. That's the way to do it for sure. Definitely gonna save on those Airbnbs and hotels and whatnot. Totally, yeah. I mean, we sort of went into it knowing we weren't gonna make money necessarily, but I think I think we yeah. almost broke even, which was that's a success for us, sort of paying ourselves back. Oh, that's a that's a massive yeah. success for a, for a yeah for a tour. I mean, we're just playing like. Um, I don't know, New York and Philly and Richmond and some of the places around here. And yeah, I mean, I definitely lose a ton of money on that. But I mean, that's like the point almost. <laughs> if we get paid on any of those shows, which I guess we do, but just given that we got to stay places and we're all well into our 30s or, or older, none of us are really, you know, sleeping on couches or whatever. Exactly. So it's, it's a net loss uh, fiscally course but it's a net uh, gain and fun and experience yeah. i guess so, it fits into the whole whatever. part-time rock star vibe yeah. yeah yeah for sure i mean um i don't know i've always enjoyed kind of having music as a something that doesn't have a lot of pressure on it i guess you know um just enjoying it for what it is and trying not to make it too much into something at least for me, that maybe I just don't have enough talent, but you know what I mean? It's just like, I like, I don't know, keeping it sort of pure, if you were. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we try to approach things keeping it sort of simple, and, um, you know, I think the guys try to just serve the song. You know, I mean, we, we do try to push ourselves yeah. here and there, but it's, you know, we're not trying to be... I don't know, rage against the machine or anything like that, you know, not, not like a political sort of, uh, vibe. It's, um, it's about having fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I take it. You're the, pro oh, you know, I was going to say, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, it's a powerball number. And by what I mean is like go on YouTube and it's just, it's music is so concentrated and you can't take yourself too seriously this day and age. I mean, not when you go into YouTube and type in punk band and get like, you know, 33 <laughs> yeah. million videos, <laughs> you know, it's just our band. And I was just like, uh, so, um, that's, and I think that's kind of healthy. Uh, you know, it's easy, especially for me as a drummer. And I, I've had it like, like, yeah. like rinse my brain clean because I'll, I'll just scroll through some videos and there'll be like a 12 year old drummer who's just freaking killing it, <laughs> you know? And then, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, especially at this point in time. I mean, I, I would be highly demoralized if I was like a young, impressionable teen when I look back, whatever I was watching, uh. at, you know, MTV and watching, you know, Nirvana unplugged. And I mean, now it's like, wow just the odds especially when you look at how much you know musicians get paid per stream and how it's like basically yeah. demonetized like it's not even worth so you have to be in music for the right like the right reason because like i said it's 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 a it's a powerball number game to, to to actually get some 
forward momentum this day and age? Yeah, to me, I mean, it's it's all about uh, persistence, not necessarily for its own sake, but just because you can't help yourself. Like you can't not be persistent because it's just kind of who you are. I don't know. That, that just it's like I don't know. Making music is fun. Like, why would if it's fun for you? Why would you ever stop? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I recently so. I watched this one video with um, Liam Gallagher from Oasis, and he was talking about like, hey, we're you know, obviously him and Noel got into this fight. They broke up the band, and he's just like, we're both alive. Yeah. Why are we not just making music together? It's it seems silly that we're you know i said some stuff you said some stuff but that was in the past let's just sort of put that aside and and let's make music while we still can you know is that is it was that the interview where he was like if they pay me like two three three billion quid i'll think about it i'll I'll restart the band is that the same one yeah i think (laughs) i think that was implied but you know i mean he he seems to be getting uh, a little more mature these days, you know. He's he's a father as well, and I think he's kind of like, you know, we were young and dumb, and and now we're adults or quote unquote adults. Let's try to be, you know, civil to each other. But yeah. I don't know if it'll ever happen. It was just it just seemed like a, a a good reminder of like, hey, you know, you're right. Music is fun, and and we do this for fun. We don't do it for profit and why not enjoy it while we can you know yeah i mean cocaine's a hell of a drug though so start (laughs) mixing in you know celebrity wives and you know high class drugs it's you know things can get complicated fast a lot of money we'll we'll go down a record if we ever get to that point we'll 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 come back to you and talk to you when we're at that level and rehab (laughs) exactly once those bottom Yeah, once the Spotify streams are like, you know, in the millions, and you guys are all fighting over your 10 bucks, who gets it? Yeah, it, um, it, it is. Know, it is. That's sad. when the drama could really come out, and that your guys' streak of camaraderie, it might just come crashing to a halt. Yeah, I mean, if, if you try so, to compete with those Spotify numbers, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the minority now. Where, like, everybody's like, you know, fuck Spotify, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, maybe, but my Spotify account pays for itself. Like, through DistroKid. You know what I mean? Like, my little $10 subscription or whatever. Like, I at least make the money back in streams. So, it's at least, like, I'm not paying for it. So, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's something. (laughs) It's like... I, I don't know. Well, I guess it's, I think we're, I, they I should. Think, they should obviously pay us more. I, mean, well, I think. I think we're all just, especially me. I've witnessed we're all a digital era, coming from someone who's you know back when computers became mainstream. Um, you've seen this brewing environment right. of uh, the, uh, immediate gratification. I mean, and that is it, that is yeah. heavily entrenched and heavily uh, brewed in society right now. It's like, oh, but I wrote a song. How come I'm not getting nine hundred? you know, streams on Spotify yet. You know, it's just like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is yeah. it? You know, and we're just a product. I mean, especially the younger generation, we're just a product of the generation. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. But, but like, like Jason was saying, at this point, I mean, when we, when we record a video, like, I got to be honest with you, like, once I'm done recording a video or recording, we upload to YouTube, 
I mean, I'm not like back count, you know, refreshing the page to see how many views we got. I mean, I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy if yeah. we broke a thousand views <laughs> on the video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I don't know. That's where I kind of go back to my philosophy before, where it's like you're gonna do it because you like doing it, and like that goes for people who are making money at it. And I feel like people oh. who aren't, it's just. A little bit of luck, right time, right place, and a little bit of talent, and uh, it does help if you get out of town, though. That's yeah, for sure. I, actually, it's funny you should say uh, that. Uh, I think one of our biggest receptive areas that kind of took me aback was Florida, specifically like 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 yeah, yeah. like Tampa, uh, Tampa, and uh, we just we had such a we had such a good experience down there. We had no idea uh, that the the scene, just the music scene. It was just so thriving, and and like I said this in previous interviews, it's like it's completely like you know you look look here in Atlanta, and it's you know places are closing, and then a lot of places that are still around, it's they got to make up for the uh, the net negative, you know, because of COVID, they lost all that money, they want to make it back, and now they want to you know draw people with just cover bands, and so we're heavily disenfranchised, like the the local. The, the finite amount of local groups, especially for us being such a niche, a niche band that appeals to a certain demographic of yeah. listener. I mean, it's tough to play around here. So like Jason was saying, it was really rejuvenating specifically when we, we ended the tour in Florida and the turnout on a Thursday. I mean, we were all like thinking, Jesus, if this many kids came out on a Thursday, like what does a Friday <laughs> or a Saturday yeah. look like? <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's good for uh, good for the spirit, you know, just to kind of I don't know see some new terrain, and it also makes you a, a little bit more of a, a novelty, you know, um, playing in your on your regular turf because you know if you play every Tuesday at you know Joe Schmo's dive bar, people are like, okay, I can see him any Tuesday, but you know if they check Facebook or check whatever. Zuckerberg vortex they're on and they see oh today they're in freaking Alabama maybe next time I see them play in town like I might like hey these guys are getting kind of serious now or at least pretending they are <laughs> so I don't know that's the way I look at it <laughs> yeah definitely so if nothing else it's just fun but uh, by the way you, you guys did get a thousand streams on uh, one of your YouTube videos. In fact, you got three thousand on the, uh, the Jackie music video. Oh snap! Three thousand, so. Jason. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you got three thousand on there, and you got a thousand on uh, Hyperspace. I mean, on Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that Barbara Gordon was the one we put out probably about a year ago or so. Yeah. So you're doing all right. We're trying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, who, uh, who did your music videos? Uh, let's see, Jackie, we did it ourselves. Like the parts of us playing, we just filmed ourselves. And then the rest of it is, I was probably going to spoil it for everybody, but it's just clip art that I got online. Cause that was during the lockdowns mm -hmm. of COVID and we couldn't really go anywhere. Yeah. So we did that one ourselves. And then, um, Evan Brewer is a, a local guy here. He did uh, 
the Barbara Gordon video, and he also did the episode seven video for us. So, yeah, he's nice. really easy to work with. I yeah. mean, I I had pretty much storyboarded most of it out and had some pretty clear ideas, but he's really creative and also good with the camera too. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, Barbara Gordon one's definitely kind of funny. The comic book, yeah, thing going yeah, on. Yeah, and actually the oh gosh what's her name i'm blanking on her name right now uh madeline uh -oh. she uh she does cosplay in the area and i went to like a drink and draw okay. and she was barbara gordon that one night as we were sitting around drawing and then i knew okay. the guy who was running the event and i was just like hey do you think she would be in our video and he was like yeah just ask her so she agreed to be in it so <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of good acting in, the, in that video by Ryan as well, and Kayvon. <laughs> yeah, by, by good you mean horrible. <laughs> uh, it fits the whole, like, campy, you know, Batman 1966 vibe we had going for it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. very contrived. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, I assume you're the songwriter, and if not, then obviously correct me, but... If so, what do you what do you normally like writing about? Um, yeah, when we first started, I was like the primary songwriter. I'd say lately, we've been trying to share the, um, you know, songwriting, like coming up with ideas. Really, you know, on our last record, Emulator, yeah. it was a lot of Ryan and I just sort of jamming, and then Kayvon sort of joined the band right towards the end, so he added a song. But um, yeah, I would say normally it's just nerdy pop punk songs you know i when i first started it i wanted to make punk songs about star wars and so it just started from there and i was really into weezer and green day at the time so it was sort of putting those two together yeah. um, but also like a lot of like you know the 90s alternative um like power pop bands like super drag and matthew sweet so it's all sort of getting mixed in there as well. Yep, it's definitely where I come from. Oh. Growing up in the '90s, sort of stuff for sure. Yeah. So it's it's. Go and ahead. you guys, oh, go ahead. I don't even know what I was going to say. Say you're uh, bold, <laughs> bold enough to put. You were bold enough to put out a, a full record too, full album with the whole eleven songs on there. It's pretty good. Yeah, four. Solid we put out four. Well, I'd say three, three that have eleven songs. The first um, record was only seven, and then yeah, uh, retrograde. We actually did a vinyl record to celebrate ten years of being, you know, all together and stuff. And we sort of picked songs from each That's album pretty. and totally remixed and remastered it and put it out on vinyl. And then yeah. we're we're working on our. Well, I guess it's going to be our fifth album, and we hope to have that out in. Um, early 2024 right so on. and that's i think we've got about uh, 10 or 11 songs guys, for that one as well so yeah you guys are you guys are cooking doing work um which song i assume you probably want to feature a newer song or uh two or two all in this episode um which ones would you think um i mean really it's they're all, you know, sort of, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to have any sort of favorites. Um, 
there's got to be one. Or I'm more interested to often in the stories behind the songs. So like if there is a fun story or anecdote about a particular song on the record, then uh, that's always good to hear about too. Yeah, I think we uh, we send you Barbara, Borg, and Baroness, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the three B's. Right, yeah. yeah, that that's right. The three B's. <laughs> um, yep, that's what I got. Yeah, I mean they all have some sort of little story behind them. Um, Barbara Gordon, you know, uh, I just grew up watching like the 1966 Batman in reruns, and you know, always sort of had a thing for you know mm-hmm. her from that show you know she had the glasses you know yeah. she was like a librarian and then she had the red hair and stuff so yeah, i mean first first crush yeah yeah i guess you could say that and <laughs> you know at the time this was actually before we started the band before ryan and i started it um i was going yeah. through a breakup and i was listening to a lot of matthew sweet and i just sort of came up with that sort of chord progression and I was like, I really want to make like a Matthew Sweet power pop sounding song and make it about Batgirl. And so that's what Barbara Gordon turned into. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. And then the other two, was there any particular theme or story behind? Uh, behind um, the Borg, we actually, so this was a number of years ago. There used to be, we have a lot of like uh, nerdy conventions in town, like Dragon Con. And there's there's all kinds of cons. There's like a Doctor Who con. There's anime cons. Um, but this one particular convention was all was focused on Star Trek. It was called uh, Trek Lanta, and they asked us to play. And I was like, Well, we gotta have like a, a Star Trek song because all our songs are about Star Wars, and we're gonna be playing this Star Trek convention. I didn't want to like, you know, anger anybody. Yeah. And so. Um, the song the Borg is about the Borg, the you know villain from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Word. Yeah, which I mean, I was a huge fan of. You know, I, I grew up watching. Yeah. I guess when it had first, maybe like the third year it had started, I was really getting into Next Gen. Also, they they were playing the reruns of the the original series right before, and then they, you would go into the Next Gen. But um, but yeah. I think we all share like similar nerdiness, you know, maybe we're not all into every kind of nerdy outlet, but I think we all can agree some overlap. Yeah, yeah. Like Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, that's cool. I um, never got too far into that. Um, I did read Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. Cool. It's about, about as far as I went, I think. But playing guitar itself is I found, you know, very nerdy. So maybe that kind of I met my quota yeah. that way, you know. Practicing scales and whatnot. <laughs> well that's a lot further than I got. But, uh, so. Yeah. Anytime anything you spend time doing not getting laid, you know, it's probably <laughs> gonna be fairly nerdy. True. So Whatever. Yeah, I mean, if, even if we don't cross over um, on everything, I think everybody in the band nerds out about something. Yeah, for sure. Have to once in a while. Well, that's kind of a broad question, but... Um, 
What was that? My mic cut out. I was just saying, uh, how's the scene in Atlanta? Like, how are the shows? How are the other bands? Um, is it uh, kind of supportive? Is it kind of collaborative? Or is it kind of like clicky? Or is the city just too damn big to tell? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I was just having this discussion with Jason. It's uh, we. I'm, I I don't think we're we're exactly a very good barometer. Okay. <laughs> uh, but 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 I, I say that in the sense that uh, you know they'll have shows around. There's a lot of you know names. You know we have Seagulls Bros, a Bro uh, Swing Set, and a lot of these guys we play with. You know every now and then with some shows. But I mean there are some fests around here. Uh, mm. And it's, I don't know, it seems kind of compartmentalized at times. And we, and Jason and I can't really put it, we don't really have a pulse hmm. on it. Um, you know, we, we, we really enjoy playing with a lot of these guys, uh, a, lot, a lot of these groups. And, but I mean, it is becoming more and more difficult to play because there's less and less venues that embrace the local scene per se. But, uh, you know, when there are these large fests, it's it's difficult. It's actually really difficult for us to get our, our foot in the door for whatever reason. Uh, as infrequent as infrequent as they are around here. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the the few, the few bands that we do frequently play with, I, I mean, great rapports with, at least face-to-face. And we really enjoy, I mean, a lot of them are really high energy, especially Bro. Uh, love playing with those guys. Uh, but... Yeah, it's just uh, we we really can't put our finger on it. Uh, we have to do a lot of the initiating, yeah. like, and that's another thing too. I'm sure Jason can, prob- can probably lament about is it's like it's like goddamn pulling teeth sometimes just to get people to respond, um, get, get things organized. Uh, we don't know if people are just demoralized <laughs> or if they're just uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, or maybe we're just kind of like we have a scarlet letter that we just don't know it's been plastered to us. Uh, we're not too sure, yeah. uh, which is kind of why when Jason, Jason and I, or the band, when we went out to neighboring states, it was like, uh, whoa, these people are actually buying our CDs, our vinyl, our you know, our their our, our shirts. Uh, they're asking us questions. They seem interested. They want to follow us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a really good high to leave things on, and then when we come back, it's like, all right, let's let's get on some fests and whatnot. And it's kind of like send a couple emails, and then it's like crickets. You're like, what 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 happened to that forward momentum? You know, I mean, do we do, do we smell like what's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes bands also just don't fit into their own hometown, their own scene, um, for better or worse, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's why I started a podcast because I was like a little bit tired of, you know, the no response emails or whatever. And like everything in the world, everything is built on who you know. So I figured, why not just go to the source and just like, you know, start talking to everybody in the scene. And then sure as shit, you start seeing the sort of schizophrenic spider webs start coming together and seeing who knows who and who runs what. And then, presumably, if I haven't pissed them off, they'll occasionally, you know, invite me to play I'll, somewhere. I'll admit, it, it is, it's a little incestuous. Some areas, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's like, who, do you know who the Billy Manders are? The Billy Manders boyfriend, or he used to be the balance of that. He's the man. Or, or right. he's, a sound, he's a soundboard guy. He's a soundboard guy. And I thought to him, he'll get you, you know, 
or if you record with someone. So yeah, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of ways to skin the cat, but that's certainly uh, part of the reason I, I try to do stuff like this. And then, um, I'll, yeah, you know. I mean, it, yeah, I, I was going to say that. Uh, I mean, we for us, like tomorrow's gig is kind of a big deal for us because we've been trying to play it. Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a it's newer for us. It's newish for me, and I've been at Manassee for twenty plus years. It's a place called uh, Boggs, and you know. So this is kind of a big deal for us. And we're actually, we're opening up, we're touring, uh, uh, it's Jason, what's their name? The uh, touring band from Boston? Moving, Moving targets. targets. Moving Targets, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, and they have a good following and they seem pretty stoked to play with us. And so it's it's just these little victories. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's on a work day. Yeah, at least we're opening, but hell, I mean, we're gonna have a great time. And these guys seem excited to play with us. Uh, they're letting us open, and I mean, shit, they're 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 traveling in town, and we get to play at a new venue that hopefully, hopefully, we can leave a positive impression. You know? Yeah, for sure. I'm also a big fan of like you know, um, if you build it, they will come. You know, the old field of dreams mentality, where like, um, I, I also try to do like my own music festivals now as well and just invite all my friends to play. Yeah, that's super cool. So, if you guys yeah, ever want to come it's... play up this way, obviously, let oh, me know. I appreciate that. But... Yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a, a matter of who's good and who's bad. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's just people in Atlanta just don't want to see live music. I'm not sure. I haven't well, been to... A, you know, a local show or even like a bigger show that was, you know, wall to wall with people. Like I saw Sebado a couple of years ago. They played at, um, was it five two nine? Is that over in East Atlanta? Um, not five two nine. Not, it, 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 Echo Lounge was it the Echo Lounge? No, it's a place across the street from the Echo Lounge. Gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, anyway, they played a club on like a Thursday, and there was maybe 30, 40 people. And I mean. Yeah. They had hits. They, you know, this is Lou Barlow right here, you know? Like, why is nobody at this show? Was it because it was a Thursday or a Wednesday or whatever day of the week it was? But, you know, it's just... Know. My understanding is Atlanta's, you know, obviously not big on any kind of rock or any kind of, like, you know, uh, Caucasian music, maybe, if you will. Like, that's just my loose interpretation or stereotype. But... I haven't yeah, heard, I mean, heard you, any, you, anything otherwise. Yeah, you can easily say that about, it'd be just like, you know, going to Nashville, there are people there are kind of like, hey, you don't want to be known for, you know, country, right. the, the country stigma. We're a lot more diverse. We have a lot more to offer. I'd counter argue and say Atlanta's the same way. There are so many amazingly talented, you know, bands, diverse groups. Um, we actually just had a porch fest and a small area in Decatur like a week or two ago. And the musicians I heard there were, I mean, so diverse, so unique. And I'm thinking, how come these guys aren't packing houses? How come these guys, how come we're, I don't see these guys like heading, you know, local fests here in Atlanta. Uh, the talent's here. So I think, I, I honestly, we're just undergoing the same identity crisis that, you know, uh, Nashville did around. 20, 25 years ago. 
yeah, I don't know. You guys would obviously know better than I would, but sometimes certain genres definitely crush and in certain cities and some genres, you know, are just uh, a wash. So I don't know. It just depends. Could be. Um, but I feel like you guys, as you experiment more, you're definitely going to have even more more to say on that or as you get out of town more um so we covered the songs to feature covered some of the music videos um so anything maybe i didn't ask that we were that you wanted to get to i know you got the show tomorrow night unfortunately there's very little way i'm gonna get this edited before that so Uh, Uh, no no worries no worries Uh, actually we have a um we're, we're we're having it professionally uh videotaped so we're gonna have that you know that yeah. information up probably yeah if uh, people just check us out i'm sure jason can give the more specifics on our website and youtube you know, hyper hyperspace band um you know we're, we should have that video up probably in the next week or two uh, but it, it's going to be for us it's kind of a big deal god that sounds so freaking old it's just it's we're what? having it professionally recorded and for, and for us it's like that's that's kind of big for us. Like we're taking that next step in our endeavors. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we should actually, you know, get someone in, you know, make it look somewhat pseudo professional. <laughs> oh, I mean, these days, uh, it's definitely a good idea. You know, it's as much as it sucks calling things uh, content rather than you know <laughs> art or something. But I mean, you got to feed the content machine a little bit. You know, it's hungry. You got to give it some scraps, some tables table food once in a while you know something nice and polished so exactly it's all about content good yeah. or bad yeah and i mean ultimately i guess music is content too and you guys are certainly pumping that out so um that's cool um looks like zoom's probably going to kick us off here in a couple minutes i've yet to buy the the real one but i recently got a little bit more of a raise so uh, I know it doesn't help us right now but I think I might finally <laughs> finally upgrade and just buy this stupid thing but it's the old iPhone Android issue too because FaceTime's free so that's also part of the thing where I'm like do I really want to pay for it when I can FaceTime most people <laughs> I don't know right right that's my, my thing on that but yeah um, yeah I guess the only thing to just to add is if you want to know more about us just hyperspaceband.com it's got links to you know spotify our youtube account facebook instagram you know all the places where our music is and where you can follow us and find us sick well i'll definitely drop the links and everything like that um in into this episode itself like in the description so people can find it there and then um you know pump it out on uh Instagram and uh, you know the whole nine, so should be like a week or so, a week or two. Usually, <laughs> like my turnaround. Well, I, we I do, appreciate you having us, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, being very professional, sending links and stuff. It always helps, so I can actually see what you're doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully we can cross paths maybe one day in uh, IRL, but. Um, we hope to get down to to your neck of the woods one day, but if you're ever up here, obviously, you got my number. Cool. We'll have awesome. you on for sure. Sick. Well, I'll uh, I'll see you guys on flip side.
All right. All right. Thank you. Roll. Bye. So, yeah, thanks to the guys for coming on the show, and thanks to you for listening to the song, which you hear in the background. It's called The Borg. See you next week.